Welcome to the second episode of the Hungry Trilobite podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be the host. Our guest today is Jen Baum, the Klingon pop warrior. I will start our discussion shortly. But first, I do have one housekeeping item. Since this is only the second episode and the podcast is still a work in progress, I want to make sure everyone knows where to find the podcast and what different options you have for following it. First, there is a video version of the podcast available on YouTube. Please look for my channel, Hungry Trilobite. That's bite spelled with a Y as in the computer term. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably more interested in the audio version, which is hosted on SoundCloud.com. If you go to SoundCloud site, you can download the episode directly from there or listen to it in your web browser. If you're a frequent podcast listener, you can now subscribe to my feed on Podbean and Stitcher. If you're an iTunes user like myself, we are not yet listed on iTunes, and I do apologize for that. I plan to remedy that very shortly. Apple requires podcasters to jump through a few extra hoops before they get to be listed, and I'm not quite done jumping through those hoops. But in the meantime, if you are an iTunes user, you can temporarily use one of those other services, or you can manually plug our RSS feed into iTunes and bypass Apple's listing system. Our RSS feed, along with all of our episode information and show notes, are listed on my website, www.aaronbossig.com spelled A-A-R-O-N-B-O-S-S-I-G dot com. And that's all I have on the housekeeping front. Thank you for your patience. As I said, I'm about to introduce the Klingon Pop Warrior, a YouTube personality and a favorite of the Star Trek fan community. Jen has spent years translating pop songs into Klingon and then singing them in character and in full makeup. To say I'm honored to have her on the show is a bit too on the nose, but it's very true. After the wrap-up, please stay tuned for a sample of her work. And now, without further hesitation, Klingon Pop Warrior. Uh, here we are with Klingon Pop Warrior, and I am so glad to talk to you tonight. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. I apologize. It's a weeknight, and uh, and I am not uh, in garb, but I do have my little lady here in the background, my costume and stuff, so. <laughs> quite all right, quite all right. We've got our little mascots here, too, so. Okay, so I really have been a fan of yours for a good long time. I love the idea, and it's one of the things I love about this fandom is it makes such creativity, so... How did this all come about? Can you give me a little background? Yeah, so uh, I started, I, 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 my background is theater, uh, and I had friends who ran a theater company in the Twin Cities, and they were getting ready to move to Chicago, where I had just, I, I had just moved back to Chicago. Um, I lived up in the Twin Cities. And uh, they were bringing their hit show from the Twin Cities to Chicago, A Klingon Christmas Carol. And I always loved quirky theater. I actually was not a big Star Trek fan. Uh, this was around 2009, 2010. And, uh, but I love weird, wonderful theater. And, uh, and so the next thing I know, uh, I am in this show, I am learning the Klingon language, and I am falling head over heels in love with Star Trek fandom. And, and it kind of, I really feel like I kind of came at it all backwards. Like I, I fell in love with this yeah. play that I was in, and then I am doing uh, learning the language, 
And then I'm meeting fans and, and Klingon fans, and, and I'm watching Klingon-centric episodes to study for the, for the play, and uh, I'm falling in love with Klingons, and then the next thing I know, it's eight years later and I have this crazy project. Um, I sang in covers bands for a number of years. I did a Klingon Christmas Carol for two years, and, uh, and then in 2013, I got recruited uh, because of my friend who uh, created a Klingon Christmas Carol, he said, hey, the improvised Star Trek podcast needs someone who can uh, sing in Klingon. And he's like, and I immediately thought of you because they need someone to sing Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. <laughs> and uh, and so it was supposed to just be a background thing for the podcast. It's a really funny episode, if I remember correctly. It's episode uh, 89, 59, 59, 89. It's a nine in there. It's called Today is a Good Day to Cry. And, um, and by the end of the episode, they needed this song Song. They needed it in Klingons. One of the character goes, computer, no, in Klingon. And so then it's supposed to start playing. And we finished recording and we're listening back. And I even like recorded some backup vocals over it. And it was really funny. And uh, But it sounded good. And we're, somebody in the room, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was Chris Rathjen. I don't remember if it was Nick Wagner or if it was me. But somebody was like, we should make a music video. <laughs> and, uh, and so a couple weeks later, I was jumping around in front of a green screen. And, uh, and then... It, they put it up online and we're figuring like a handful of people who the people who like the podcast will watch it and our friends will think it's funny, you know, and that's about it. And then, but within like 24 hours, it got picked up by like the Mary Sue. And then from the Mary Sue, it was on all of these other blogs. We ended up on teamcoco.com, Conan O'Brien's website. Uh, it was just nuts. And people really liked it. That was the crazy thing, and to this day is still the crazy thing to me. It is overwhelmingly positive comments, overwhelmingly thumbs up over thumbs down. Uh, and we were like, and I, I'm sitting there like, wow, there there might actually be something to this. Maybe there's something we can do with it. And and it took another year or two, and that was then I did my first Kickstarter and released the, the first EP after I got some more translations. So, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to make sure all that gets put in the show notes, so if anybody wants to see it, they'll... Be able to track it down but that's that, that's amazing and now you have your own youtube channel where you actually have if, if anyone's not familiar you're singing pop songs uh, and you're translating them into klingon singing them in klingon garb and <laughs> essentially making your own little character yeah yeah uh, jen bomb uh the jen bomb Talk cool is the klingon pop warrior commander jen bomb mm -hmm. Uh, in the in the song uh, Bad Romance, at one point I say I actually say Jen Bomb Ochlala, which means the commander of commanders is Jen Bomb, um, and uh, and uh, and so yeah, I so Commander Jen Bomb, uh, Jen actually when I needed to create a Klingon name uh, for when I was going to Kepa and uh, and doing stuff with the Klingon Language Institute, I was like, oh, I guess I should have a Klingon name, and uh, my real name is Jen. And, uh, and so I was like, is there a Klingon word for it? What is, is there a gen? And there was, and it, it's a verb. It means to be up high. And, uh, and then bom is a noun and a verb. Uh, it means it's as a noun, it means song as a verb. It means to sing. So gen bom together, uh, is a poorly grammatically incorrect, but it, it's roughly translates to high song. And, uh, and I thought, how, what a, that's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it is. It's, it's as good as it's going to get. 
Yeah. <laughs> Give, given Te the constraints of the Klingon language. Right. Technically, if you there's no adjectives in Klingon. Everything is either a noun, verb, or chuvme, which means mm -hmm. like other stuff. And uh, and so when you're making verbs become adjectives, usually you put it after the noun. So it would if, if I was saying high song, in a, like actually saying like it is a high song, I would actually be saying bom gen och. Uh, so yeah, it's a little. I flipped it; it's backwards. But at least when people say Jen or Jen bomb, I actually respond. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to ask, since you're really getting into the nitty gritty of the language and the mechanics, uh, your background is theater. Are you classically trained? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say so. Uh, yeah, I went to I went to school. I have a, a a bachelor's. I have a BFA in theater and acting. And uh, I did take voice lessons as well uh, in high school. Um, so I sang in all kinds of languages. I was in, I've been in choirs since I was like nine years old um, and sang in choirs all, all through college. Uh, but I, 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 when I went, I, when I ended up going to school, I decided, you know, I can sing, that's, that's something I can do, but I had really gotten bitten by the acting bug. So I focused really solely on acting and I kind of uh, pushed singing aside when I went to college. Um, and then uh, I realized after I graduated college that if I sang in covers bands, I could actually make a little cash. And, uh, so I started singing in covers bands and because uh, I was doing karaoke. I had a friend who ran a karaoke business. So I was doing karaoke all the time and spending money at bars on beer. So I was like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Um, I could be singing these songs with a real band and actually make money. Um, so, so yeah, I started, uh, that, that was how I started singing and I was doing all kinds of popular music and, and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I do have a, a, a classical performance background um, in that regard. And yeah, I've sort of taken all of my loves and, and mushed them into, mushed them together, singing in foreign languages and acting and, uh, and all of it sort of slammed together into the Klingon pop warrior, so. Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I just kind of wondered that because I don't know, since you're fairly new to the fandom uh, compared to some of the other people that we, you know, we both know, uh, <laughs> the Star Trek people, when they create these shows, actually do seek out Shakespearean actors because the specific talents that they have for working with languages that are not... Yeah, that that don't mesh well with modern English is something that translates very well into speaking Klingon and Romulan and even the techno babble. So that that's, I think it's yeah. very appropriate that you you have that background there. Yeah, absolutely. And Mary Chifo is a is a does Shakespearean is a classically trained mm -hmm. actress. I mean, it, it gives you. A, I do think it grounds your performance. Um, you know, when you when you have that background and and you can speak poetry. And it really does translate. And then when you're used, already used, like for me, I was used to singing in foreign languages. I had been doing it for a while. Um, so I didn't necessarily need to know what I was singing as long as I, I didn't need to be fluent in what I was singing to know what I was singing and to, to convey it. And, um, and so that, that's really translated over. And now I, I do know, I, I mean, I'm not by any means fluent in the language. I'm, 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 I'm a beginner. <laughs> I will always, I'm definitely a beginner. Um, but 
even as a beginner, I, I know what I'm singing. And, and it's actually over the years, some of the songs that I've been doing since the beginning of the project, uh, now I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I'm singing here. Like in my head, I'm actually like, instead of saying, you know, my my heart will go on I'm or singing Tach Tick Widge and not really understanding what I'm singing, I'm like, oh, my heart will go on. Um, and, and I And I get it now, so... So why these particular songs? What what brought them up to be? Do they just sound good lyrically, or do you they particular song favorite songs of yours? Uh, honestly, it started as a joke. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. That's a, was, that's a good uh, way to start. No, absolutely. I mean, the the whole point of "Kiss Me" by Sixpence on the Richer in Klingon it was that was a very specific choice made by an improviser for that. But it was so funny translated into Klingon. Um, Chichop actually uh, see, means um, bite me. There's no word for kiss in Klingon. So, <laughs> yeah. That is perfect. Yeah, so so Chichop, when I'm singing Chichop, it's actually bite me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so there's... a. Uh, so there's that. And and I actually kind of like the fact that I don't put my lyrics really out anywhere. And, and I kind of do that on purpose. A, uh, there's pub, there's some publishing things that I, I just, mm -hmm. my goal is never to step on the toes of CBS Paramount. This is their IP at the end of the day. And, um, you know, that's that. And I have tried very hard to be respectful of that. So, so there's that side of it. But also I like the fact that there's like maybe 40 people, if that in the world who actually know what I'm singing when I'm singing it. And, um, and I kind of like having that inside joke with the fluent speakers and then the people mm -hmm. who want to learn, um, they, you can, there, there's, there are places you can find my lyrics. And so you can actually find them in the Klingon and then translate them back and see what I'm actually singing. Not all of it is filked, not all of it is, um, you know, parodied or any, some of it is very literally translated. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a good, it's, I don't know. I don't even remember what I was talking about that started this. So <laughs> that's quite all right. That, that's just the whole idea here. It's just to see where it oh, goes. Oh, the songs. But yeah, so it started with Kiss Me. And so I was like, well, what other schmaltzy pop songs are out there? <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, and so that was when I found out that there was Brit the Britney Spears existed. Uh, that was translated by uh, Chris Lipscomb, who was also one of the tra uh, the main Klingon translators for A Klingon Christmas Carol. And he's a member of the KLI, uh, the Klingon Language Institute. And uh, so he had translated Baby One More Time. And someone else had been like, oh, I have this translation of Celine Dion. So that first CD actually was very much about found things. It was it was stuff that people had already translated that kind of fit with the, the silly, cheesy 90s pop songs. Um, and then with what was really, really cool was after doing that first EP, um, with the next one, I was actually able to go to people and say, hey, I kind of want to sing this song. Would, would you be interested in translating this? And having the the people that I had worked with on the first EP be excited about the idea of being like, yes, I'll translate that. Oh my gosh, I'll translate Kesha, um, you know? And <laughs> and then getting those getting those translations and um, and having at that, now I'm, I'm able to create something new. And then with that second EP, I actually co-translated one of the songs on my second EP. I co-translated uh, Shosh, uh, which is Mother. 
uh, by Danzig. And I actually just finished, uh, I was at a convention in February and spent my time, I had a table and spent my time sitting at a table scribbling. Um, and I've been working on No Scrubs by TLC. And I think I have a final, I have a final translation that I have done that needs a pass by a grammarian who knows what the heck they're doing um, to make sure that I didn't totally screw it up because it, it seemed way too easy. By the time I was done, I'm like, that seemed way too easy. I, I must have really screwed this up. So, so uh, a friend of mine will be, uh, hopefully we'll be sitting, getting together in the next week or two for him to go over that because uh, I, I think when Joe gets back from his vacation, we're going to um, start doing some recording. So, yeah. <laughs> so Excellent. EP number three potentially is in the works. <laughs> you heard well, it? Well, I'm glad you're still at it because this is this is too cool a project to let go. It really is. <laughs> at some point, I'm going to be tired and I'm going to have to pass the mantle, but I feel like I, I've set a pretty good bar. Um, I'm by no means the world's greatest vocalist, but I can hold my own and uh, and I'm proud of what I can do. And so, you know, when the day comes where I, I, I can't do it anymore, um, or, or am just too tired by it, then yeah, I hope that there'll, there will be someone that I can kind of trust to, to take, to take over and, and maybe, you know, do some more and, and keep it going because you're right. It is way too fun. Um, it's so silly. I, I often get asked if I would do originals, but I think part of what's made it work so well is the fact that I'm doing stuff that people already know. Um, I, I, that, I would completely agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it's... The, the I, fact it, that I might not have any idea what you're saying, but I know the music, I know, and it's it's just funny then. I mean, now yeah. I'm picturing, it doesn't have to be just one or two people. You could have a Klingon Beatles. They could all come out with mop tops over the ridges, <laughs> and and, and that, that would be amazing. And, okay, I, I went in on that if you ever do it. But, yeah. but, but yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt, sorry. No, no. I, I mean, yeah, that's that's really kind of... I, I would love to have, like, a Klingon girl group so I could do some, like, Destiny's Child and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a really silly, fun thing. And I think in doing popular music, it manages to to have more appeal outside of even just Star Trek fandom. And um, and that's that's also important to me because it's a niche already. I don't need to be like limiting myself down to an even smaller niche. Um, I want to be able to go to conventions and have it enjoyed by everybody who walks by, regardless of whether they're a Star Trek fan, regardless of whether they even know it's a Kling you know what a Klingon is. Um, they're they're gonna figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> so fantastic, fantastic. So uh, we met on the Star Trek cruise. What did you think of that? Oh my god. We're going next year. We weren't going Fantastic. to. We weren't going to. And uh and then yeah, we ended up signing up before we got off the boat again. <laughs> so They get you. They, get, they you. get you. I mean, they added a day next year. Kate Mulgrew mm -hmm. was a huge I before I changed over my mannequin uh or my dress form behind me into my Klingon uniform, it actually had my um I had built a, a Regency ball gown, but I called it, uh, I called her Janeway Austin. Um, and uh, <laughs> so it's actually a Regency Voyager inspired ball gown. 
and uh, and then I have a red wig that I wear with it, and uh, and my little Voyager com badge, and I carried a little silver, tiny little silver coffee mug, and um, and I had a dance card. I have a dance card as well uh, with Chakotay and the EMA. Nice touch. Uh, so thank you, and uh, and so yeah, I. Having knowing that Kate Mulgrew is going to be on the cruise next year, the only way they could possibly make it better for me is if they get uh, if they get Mary Weissman, if they get if they get Ensign Tilly, I will mm-hmm. lose. Uh, pardon my French, but I will lose my shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we've only had Discovery for a year and some change, and it's not yet my favorite Trek, but it's it's eking its way up there in the yep. pantheon slowly but steadily I'm and wearing... Tilly is my favorite character by far. I know you can't see it right now but I'm actually wearing my, my Laurel shirt that I got on the cruise this year the Wittatlach shirt there. Mm-hmm. the uh, yeah it's, let's see if people can see it the, I mean the cruise is Rosie the Riveter <laughs> yeah it, it's fantastic I, I by the way they are not sponsoring this I'm just a satisfied fan I am available though FYI <laughs> I know. I've been trying. I have won the talent show now twice. Two years in a row, I won the ship talent show. And I'm like, I do this at conventions. And mm-hmm. crickets. Absolute crickets. I'm like, fine, I'll, hus- I'll hustle that. I'll hustle that again. Like, bring it on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to stand like six feet away from Jason Isaacs this year. It was glorious. Uh, so yeah, I will absolutely hustle the Gorn Gong show again. <laughs> But no, seriously, call me. Call me Star Trek Cruise. <laughs> so what projects are you working on uh, aside from uh, the, the, this? Is there anything else that you're doing on stage or on screen? No, you know, actually, I, I've kind of uh, pulled back a bunch. Um, and I'm kind of taking it a little bit easy this year and uh, focusing a little bit more. Honestly, not to be a dork about it, but I'm trying to focus a little bit more on my health. Um, That's important. Been, Nobody I've, else is going to do it. Right. And I've been running myself kind of ragged the last couple of years. So, um, so yeah, I'm back to work full time. I had uh, I had been in a very lucky position where I worked for I worked for Grubhub. Um, which now like everybody knows, but when I started mm-hmm. working there, nobody knew who we were. Uh. And, uh, and so, so my husband and I both were working there. And, um, so we took our stock money and we ran. And, uh, so I, I was very fortunate. I was able to take a little time off and, uh, from work and like, you know, really just kind of live a little and do a lot of conventions. And, uh, but now I have to kind of, I'm, I'm back to work full time and I'm sort of like, dialing it in and reining it in and being like, okay, how do I do this whole work full time and still enjoy all the stuff that I enjoy thing? It's not easy. <laughs> no. That's, that's, what, that's what started this podcast here is that, that the balance had to be struck. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, uh, I actually, these, these next few weeks are a little, a little bit busy for me. I'm doing, uh, I'll be manning cause I also do extra life every, I've been doing extra life. This is my, mm-hmm. going to be my fifth year, uh, doing extra life which is uh, a 24-hour gaming marathon for uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And uh, I, it, I am so passionate about it. It's so much fun. It's such a good cause. Um, all the money that we raise goes straight to, um, straight to the hospitals. There, there's no overhead or anything like that. So I'm very excited and very passionate about it. And it's a really fun 24 hours. Really fun. <laughs> I did some yeah. crazy crazy stuff this past year <laughs> I, I was I, I saw extra life the 
first year it came out, it was uh, heavily promoted by the Sarcastic Gamer podcast, which I'm not even sure is still around anymore. And it was still, it was huge at the time, but compared to what it is now, it's it was tiny. And, yeah. and so, what what have you seen the past few years? Oh my gosh, I, the enthusiasm for it is, it's it's just great. Like I, I love the fact that I can use the Pop Warrior as a as a tool to for something good. Um, you know, this is a fan at the at the heart of the Klingon Pop Warrior. It's a fan project. Like it's a labor of love. Um, but if I can take the, the love for the pop warrior and turn that into something good and, and charitable and, um, and that helps and, and literally is helping save kids lives. Like that's, that's just amazing to me. And so, so being able to do that and, and seeing just the crazy amounts of money that people raise for these hospitals and then what the hospitals are able to go and do with that money because it, it goes in because it goes into their unrestricted funds. Like, I mean, the, the stuff that they're able to do, the equipment that they're able to buy, uh, it's, it's a truly, uh, a truly unique experience. I'm actually going to be manning the extra life table at C2E2 this coming weekend. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, I'll be there. Unfortunately, I have been told that I will be unable to be in uh, cosplay. So uh, what they don't know is that I'm cosplaying as a Terran. Um, so, <laughs> that is clever twist there. So so yeah, so I'll be I'll just be me. Uh, but I will be there, uh, man, at, at the Extra Life table all weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, and then the weekend after I'm actually running, uh, I'm running, uh, some gaming, uh, t that's helping out one of my fellow local extra lifers. They're doing a 72 hour gaming marathon at this huge wow. gaming convention here in Chicago called Adepticon. So I'm going to be running a table for that. Um, and just doing some open board gaming, uh, just, it's a, it's generally a war gaming convention. So it's a lot of minis and stuff like that. Um, so we, we're trying to pull, my husband and I are looking for some really fun games that are like, have like some really cool minifigs and stuff like that. I, I found, uh, we've got Blood Rage and, uh, we were going to try to do Twilight Imperium, but I don't think anybody wants to spend 12 hours playing a single board game at a convention. That so. is, it's a fantastic game. So good. It is too much for me 99% of the time. I love it. I truly do. But, uh, yeah, 12 hours for anything is a little much to ask for me. Yeah, no matter what, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem to matter how many times you've played. Like, I have, I do know people who play regularly, and so their mm -hmm. games are actually short. Uh, but I'm like, I, I don't know what version of this game you're playing, because I've never played a version of that game that has not gone, like started at 10 a.m. and not gone until like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah uh so yeah we were gonna try to do that because we thought it would really fit into the theme of the marathon but no didn't have it's it's not looking like it's gonna happen so we're, we're gonna do try to do some shorter games and uh and just do some open gaming and i will be in costume for that so <laughs> well i think by the time this actually gets onto the podcast feed and youtube those events will have passed but if somebody really wants to say thank you for doing these things and toss a little money toward this cause in your name where could they do that so uh if you want to support extra life i i will also supply the links uh for the for the show notes uh, but mm -hmm. it's uh, extra dash life dot org slash participant slash Klingon pop. 
and uh, you can donate to Extra Life there. If I raise enough money by, I, I'm just going to game in my riches anyway. Originally, I was going to try to hit $470 before before that event. Um, but I always game in my ridges for, for extra life stuff. So it's going to happen. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. Where yeah. else, where can we find the rest of your material if somebody wants to just keep tabs on you on the internet? Oh yeah. KlingonPopWarrior.com is my website. And, uh, I'm also, you can find my music on iTunes and Google and, uh, Amazon, uh, and Bandcamp. I'm on Bandcamp. Uh, you can also buy CDs and I'll ship you CDs on Bandcamp. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to be putting up, I've got some really fun eight by tens and I'm going to actually be putting those up on Bandcamp. and any money that I make off the eight by tens, I'm actually going to donate to extra life. So, um, so yeah, uh, I've got one that's really, it's like me like singing. It's like a warrior yell. And I have one that I've dubbed a uh, high school Batleth club <laughs> and it just, it's, oh. it's super delightful and posed. <laughs> Oh, before I, I let you go, uh, did you happen to catch the Batleth scarf I sent you on when, when we were setting this up? So true story, I actually, uh, a friend of mine that I used to work with knitted, knit, and I saw that years ago, and I actually had her knit me one. It's hanging in my closet. <laughs> nice, very nice. I actually am wearing, it, I'm wearing my little, uh, my little Klingon uh, headband right now to you. So, nice. nice. <laughs> well, hey, let's wrap this up. But I really, really enjoy this, and I would like to have you back anytime. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. I would love to come back. I love podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank Jen Baum for being my guest on this episode of the Hungry Trilobite podcast, and I would like to thank you all for listening. To catch up on all the fun stuff Jen mentioned during our discussion, please check my show notes at www.aaronbosick.com. And as promised, we're going to end this episode with a sampling of Jen's work. See you next time. So we can wish us good day. Why do I like to touch you?